What's up, everybody? This is the Runaround Tom podcast, and this is episode number four, and we're super excited to bring you a brand new podcast. This is one of your hosts, Jeff Hauser. And it's Jess. And Kayla. Yeah, we got a great episode for you guys. We got some great interviews with some uh, people that are part of the Traverse City Track Club, and we're going to do a special focus on the Farmland 5K. But first, I want to kick it over to Kayla, and she's going to talk about some Bayshore news. Yeah, so Bayshore registration is coming up very quickly. So right after the Thanksgiving holiday, if you're starting to think about some of your goals for next year and thinking about maybe putting a big race on your list, uh, definitely consider the Bayshore. So Bayshore this year will be Sunday, May 23rd. Sorry, Saturday, May 23rd. Um, It's the Saturday before Memorial Day, so Memorial Weekend. And registration will be opening right after Thanksgiving. So for track club members, 2019 track club members, you will be able to register in advance. Please check your email that you registered for the track club under because you'll get an early registration link and that ensures that you get to sign up before the full registration opens for any race distance that you want. So if you're worried about you know, signing up for the half marathon in time before it sells out, uh, if you're a 2019 member, you don't have to worry about that. For anyone who is not a 2019 member, full registration will open on Sunday, December 1st at 9 a.m. So be ready, be at your computer, get ready to go. Um, I know once I was out in California and signed up at 6 a.m. to make sure I got my slot. (laughs) So um, jump on and make sure you grab your spot on Sunday, December 1st. It's always really, really exciting and I get very antsy waiting for that email and uh, waiting for that moment to click and, you know, have your uh, window all ready to go and everything uh, logged in appropriately and, of course, obviously make sure you pick your distance in your head before, <laughs> before you sign. Yeah. And uh, just one thing, if you're new to the track club or maybe this podcast, uh, to register for the Traverse City Track Club, it's only $15 for an annual membership. And like Kayla and Jesse just said, that will get you early registration to the Bayshore uh, races. So, you know, that's that's a, a great thing in general. Yeah. And I guess it should be noted if you are new to uh, the Bayshore and the registration process, the half marathon and the 10K sell out in record times. So, uh, you know, you want to make sure there's a reason there's early registration. <laughs> be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one other thing, uh, or, or a couple other things we wanted to announce to you guys before we get into our great interviews, which we're excited about, is the elections for the 2020 board. So uh, if you're a Traverse City Track Club member, please keep a lookout. Uh, one, I think our executive director, Lisa Taylor, will be sending everybody an email that will have links uh, and bios so that you can you know, check out who's running for the board and vote. And that kind of leads into a cool race that the track club puts on at pretty much the end of December. Uh, It's called the Jingle Bell Run, and that is December 22nd. So that's where the annual Traverse City Track Club member meeting will be held. So that's where we'll uh, announce who actually won for the board. So it's going to be a great time. So make sure you go check out tctrackclub.com and get all the info for how to sign up for those runs. You can even check out bios for the people that we have uh, coming up for elections. Put some names to faces. That's mm-hmm. always helpful at Run Club because we, you know, we see everybody. But I got to admit, I don't remember everybody's name. <laughs> I hate to say it. Yeah. 
why don't we uh, get right into some of our great interviews? Uh, yeah, Jess. I'm so excited about this. This is a really special episode for us. It's a little bit different than our normal <coughs> newsletter episodes. Um, so we are first going to have you guys listen to our interview with Allie Lopez, Healthy Chef Allie. That one was really fun. It was nice to get to know her more. Just, you know, we run together, we, we go to a track club together, but it's hard to really dive in and learn someone. So this is really nice having her one-on-one -on -one and well, one-on-two because you were there too, Jeff. Yeah. Um, and then we will uh, lead into one with Ty Schmidt, you know, biker extraordinaire. and From Norte. Week, yeah. So it's really nice. We're excited to show you both the running and the biking side of farmland. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with both of these people. Oh, yeah. Oh, who are in integral people in the Traverse City community. Uh, Allie was great. I mean, she, we had a ton of laughs, and I even learned some stuff about uh, nutrition during that uh, that interview. And then Ty Schmidt, he uh, led us into his wheelhouse over at the, the Norte Complex at the Civic Center. And I think we all had quite a good laugh, a few laughs there. We had to back up from the mic at a point. Yeah, we had some good laughs for sure. Also, I don't think we wanted to end the interview, for either interview. It was yeah. one of those conversations, both of them, that just we could have talked all night. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, But uh, without further ado, uh, here's the interview we have with Allie Lopez, a.k.a. Chef Allie. Hello, we have a super, super special guest with us here today. We're here with Allie Lopez, and she's a Traverse City Track Club member and an avid, 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 avid trail runner. <laughs> so welcome to the run around town, Allie. Thanks. Super, Glad to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Thanks for being here. Could you tell us a little bit about your running story? How long have you been running? What role has running played in your life? Sure. Um, I've been running, I want to say about 10 or 15 years, um, started just really casually three, four miles here and there. Um, and then a friend kind of mentioned something about a half marathon. So I thought, well, that sounds fun. Um, so I ran a half marathon and then he started to tell me about a marathon. And so I ran a marathon, um, and then it just kind of went on from there. And it's just, it's really fun. It's challenging. And uh, I like it. I think probably we should have her introduce herself. Yeah. Yeah, say, look, besides you being a runner, let's talk about you as a person. Sure. For those who don't already know you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, a little history, yeah. like where, where you grew up. You know. Sure. Um, well, for those who don't know me, um, I've been in Traverse City about five years now. I'm originally from the East Coast. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm I'm like right with you then. So. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, already a staple. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's the cool thing about a small town. You know, kind of you can establish yourself in in a little niche, yeah. um, uh -huh. kind of quickly, um, especially when you're you know in the track club and you're in you know in different groups. You kind mm -hmm. of things mesh. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I I grew up on the East Coast and lived there for a while. Then I lived on the West Coast. Then I lived back on the East Coast. I traveled a lot. Um, and ended up here five years ago. Um, I'm a chef, um, although I, I really call myself a cook um, because I'm not professionally trained. I've been cooking most of my life, um, but uh, never went to school for it. So, uh, but I, my specialty is healthy food and I try to either teach people. I worked in restaurants for years, but now 
what I love to do is teach people how to feed themselves healthy. Yeah, I I, I must admit I knew your kind of sunay or uh, phone name before I knew your real name. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, that's Chef Alley. I'm like, all right, there she yeah. is. <laughs> so that, that totally makes sense. With, you know, but and we'll actually I would love to get to. Uh, kind of your, your cooking background too, a little bit later on. But sure. uh, this, you know, we, we wanted to bring you in because we have the Farmland 5K coming up in December, which is kind of like the track club staple trail run, mm-hmm. if you will. So, uh, you know, we just kind of want to talk to trail runners and people involved in, you know, that type of running. So how did you get into trail running and what distances have you run? Um, you know, it's funny. I was trying to think about that before I got here, how I got into it. And the only thing I could think is the way I got into it is I have a friend in Grand Rapids and she's an ultra endurance athlete and does all sorts of crazy distances and has been doing trail running for a long time. And I think probably I kind of was like admiring that and thinking that was really cool because um, I think the first trail race I did was the Snow Moon Trail Run, which is mm. in February. Um, so it's that a little cold, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's the full moon. The oh, snow moon wow. is the full moon on Saturday. So it's at six o'clock at night. So you run under the full moon wow. and it was, um, and they still do it. It's down in, um, Midland. I think it's Midland. It's either Midland. Yeah. Midland. The other one, the summer one is in Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Midland and it's a 5k loop. And you can run the 5K, the 10K, or the 25K. And the cool thing about it is you run the loop and you come through the tent where everybody is cheering, you know, so, and then you can go out for another one if you want, and then another one if you want. Um, so oh. I, I think that was my first trail race, and we did that because my birthday's in February, and my friend Erica and another friend from downstate said, let's do this for your birthday. And I was like, sure, let's do this for my birthday. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the, I think that was my first first trail race and it was really fun it sounds beautiful I, yeah. I had to take notes and write it down I gotta look yeah. into this yeah that it's, sounds it's like a really lot of cool fun. it's really cool and the trail had these lovely little lights along it Aww. even though it was in the wow. midland forest uh-huh. um you still wanted a headlamp yeah um but you know you could sort of see where you're going and the conditions were not too bad for February you know it could be mm-hmm. really cold but right. it was yeah. You know, just a normal cold February. So, so it was, a, it was <laughs> yeah. a nice ease into trail running. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, wow. Okay, if it had been maybe. bad weather, we might not be calling her a trail <laughs> runner. Um, but, like, I guess, like, if somebody wanted to – where where would you be running on a trail? Like, what is your favorite trail in Traverse City? You know, I, I – I love all the trails for different reasons. I mean, I when I first came to Traverse City, I lived on the west side. And so I ran the Commons trails all the time. Love and those, I yeah. love the trails yeah. in there. Um, I've made my own kind of conglomeration so I can spend more time in there because the trails kind of go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Bassa. Um, I love the single track. Uh, but I've lately discovered the Muncie Lakes Trail which is out towards Brownbridge and the single track area. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful trail. It's Mm -hmm. an eight mile loop. um, So you can go out there and park your car and do as many loops as you want. And you have your car as your aid station. So that's great. That's a great distance too. Yeah, Yeah. it's nice. And it actually, it's very well marked because I tend to get lost. (laughs) Um, And it also has cutoffs. So if you wanted to do four miles, you can cut over. You don't have to do the full eight mile loop. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, you can cut over. Um, you can do it backwards if you want. Um, it's it's a really it's a fun trail. That's so nice. and I've used that a lot in training for longer distances because when you train for longer distances, 
It's nice to have an aid station. Yeah. Or that safety buffer. Yeah, like, okay, I can go back. And there's a a porta potty, like an outhouse right at the parking lot. So you can kind of come through and, um, excellent. You you know, use it that way. We're personally taking notes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, uh, trail running for me is like, it's almost like going back to being a kid and kind of just getting lost out there versus pavement running where you're you're kind of just going out there maybe for a little bit more speed work or something just trying to get a run in so what's the difference for you trail running versus pavement running yeah definitely um pavement running for me now has become like harder and harder um just because i've gotten so used to being in the trails um the trails definitely slow you down Mm -hmm. um partially although my run this weekend, they were definitely faster than I had <laughs> intended to run trails. Um, but it slows you down for a few reasons. I mean, for me anyway, uh, because I like to look around me. I like to experience everything because there's sounds, there's um, there's roots, there's rocks, there's, you know, trees, there's leaves, there's animals, um, all sorts of things that you have to be much more aware of. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're running the roads, yeah, you have to be aware of cars, you know, sidewalks can be a little bit you know, sometimes uneven. Um, but in the woods, you really have to be aware of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, leave the head headphones at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, occasionally I will, but I always either have one in Uh or I'll, you know, I'll have it very low. Um, but during a race, um, almost never have headphones in, um, because, you know, listening for other people and also just depending on the technicality of the trail, really having to use all your senses. I've mm-hmm. learned that, that really, if I start to listen to something and I have my music on, I'm, I'm distracted very easily. Yeah. Do you, do you get a, a runner's high ever? When oh, you, when yeah. You, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, pavement versus trail. Do you get, is there a difference in the runner's well, high you get? Yes. Um, I think I get, uh, uh, the runner's high that I get from pavement running is sort of uh, when I finish the run. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like, or if it's a, um, if it's a really special race. So when I ran Boston, yeah. I mean, that was a runner high because sure. it was Boston, you know, you're done with it. Um, but when I just go out for a, a road run because I can't get to the trails, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still feel really good when I'm done, but when I'm trail running, it's usually kind of like the whole time, like I just keep smiling, like, ah, right. I get to play out I'm here. Happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and slowing down. I mean, I'm getting older, so I'm slower anyway. So slowing down is like just fine. It's mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't need to be fast anymore. I I, I qualified for Boston, so I don't <laughs> I don't need to no qualify. <laughs> well, Allie, I feel like we could talk your ear off about trail running sure. all day. So I'm going to bring it back. Episode, yeah. yeah, I'm going to bring it back to um, farmland, which is why we brought you in today. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your experience with farmland. You've run it twice, I think you said. Yeah. Yep, two yeah. times. So can you describe the farmland course to, sure. some, to our listeners? Um, I think it's for um, for a trail course. I think it's a great entry for people that haven't run trails or mm-hmm. are intimidated by trails. Because, I mean, I've run a lot of different trail races that are extremely technical and longer distances and things like that. Farmland is really nice because it's, it's a trail, but it's... Um, it's rolling, it's nothing steep, it's not too rooty and rocks. You go a little bit through the woods and you kind of have to watch your step a little. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some nice obstacles. You get to hop over hay bales. <laughs> so it's, yeah, so it's it's fun. I think it's a, I think it's a great 
if, if you've not done trails at all, um, I think it's a real easy one. It's, sure. it's not, a, it's not a very difficult trail and mm-hmm. it's the whole environment of the place, the, the, the event is really nice as yeah. well. Really yeah, it's good for beginners because yeah. you've got your your group there, your yeah. team there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the terrain and footing like on the farmland course? Um, it's mostly grassy. So it's grassy, a little bit of dirt. Um, and then when you go through the woods, a little bit of uh, roots in there, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing that you have to be crazy about mm-hmm. because people still do that course pretty darn fast mm-hmm. yes they do oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think some of the leaders were doing like 15 16 minutes yeah and that's i mean fast for a flat course so. yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so there you know you if you are a fast runner you can and mm-hmm. and if you've run trails before i mean mm-hmm. if you're a fast runner and you've never run trails you probably don't want to go out there you know full steam ahead mm-hmm. but if you've run you know trails here and there you certainly can can go fast on that yeah. because it's a pretty it's pretty mild course. Yeah, I mean, well, my, my personal strategy when I when I run that race is I, I like to just go all out, you know, full steam. So I try to get as far ahead because once you hit that single track right. right there, you know, there's not much room to get around uh, other runners if that's if that's what you're trying to do. Uh, do you have a strategy when you take on farmland? Well, it's funny because the first year I did it, um, I wanted to see how fast I could go because at that point I was sort of still new with trail running. And I was like, okay, let's try to race this. And I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a course that you can, you know, as long as you're kind of confident with your footing and everything, you can really. And I, I did really well. <laughs> I was <laughs> pretty we pleased. Huh? Um, well, for me, it, I had like an eight something minute mile, which wow. for me on trails wow. is very fast. And that, tra- yeah, and that I don't course. do that anymore. But that yeah, course. on that course. Yeah. yeah it was like wow. 840, 850. And I was like, yeah, that's Fantastic. pretty good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. That's cool. Yeah. Now I I've seen I've seen some things out on that course. Are there is there any like a, a memorable experience? You know whether you ran with somebody or like a finish line. You're like, oh my god, look at the, look at that like toe to toe race at the end. Was there anything that like kind of? Um, well, I love the fact that there's the bike race too. I mean, yeah. that's another mm-hmm. part of it is that they have the bike race, which is really fun. Um, the costumes, a lot of people dress up in costumes like farm, you know, there's the chickens and then the farmers and people with lumberjacks. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, for me personally, um, I ran it, uh, it was the first race I ran back from my, after I had my accident, which a lot of people know about my, I had an eye injury Mm -hmm. and I had, I was out of running for about six months. Yeah. Um, and it was my first race back. And so my personal finish line, when I ran across the finish line, oh I gosh. was like crying and I'm like laughing at myself. Like, you're crying for a 5K? <laughs> um, but it was emotional. So, Absolutely. you know. Another reminder um, that it doesn't matter what the distance is. Exactly. Everybody is running their own race. And yeah. it means something yeah. to everybody. Yeah. And you never know what anybody's reason is. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. It's yeah. something I love about oh my, the And running is, for me, such a a therapeutic medicine that if I don't have it in my life, you know, I, if I had the same experience you did and I went back to raise, I'd ball my eyes out too. So, you yeah. Know, yeah. You're like, finally, wow, I, I finally can do this. I, yeah. My medicine's you know? back. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. And now my medicine, I'm taking, I'm overdosing because I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. running these crazy distances, but yet I still enjoy, you know, really pushing it on a 5k. You know, when I run 50 mm-hmm. miles, I can't run the same pace that I can run a 5k at. 
yeah. obviously, mm -hmm. or you die. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's great that you have that variation. You don't stick to just one distance or one speed. Yeah. That you, you fill your life with with variety. Yeah. It's really cool. I think I, I need to do that more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. So you say that farmland is good for beginner trail runners. Would you have any advice for beginners who, who want to tackle it? It's their first trail run. What would you say for the, the first time farmland runner? I'd say just do it. I'd say, you know, there's nothing to be intimidated about. Um, it's not much different than a road race, um, except it's better. <laughs> if you ask that me. That start is fun. Yeah. You don't need trail shoes. Mm -hmm. You don't need special shoes. You don't need anything special. You can run in your regular running shoes. Mm -hmm. It's it's not That's like... good advice. Um, the weather can... I mean, I say you can run in your regular shoes, but it could be a snowstorm, and then you might mm -hmm. want to run in your, you know, screw shoes or your, you know, spikes or whatever sure. you wear for winter running. Um, but the two years I ran it, it was dry enough that we didn't really have to wear mm -hmm. any kind of traction. But... Um, but yeah, I go, I go for it. It's mm -hmm. it's a fun race. Um, the after party's great. I mean, there's short spear, and then there's yes, chili. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a nice fire. And where make sure that you bring things to change into because if you do run it and race it, you're gonna get sweaty and you're gonna get cold really fast mm -hmm. when so bring like winter coats and hats and boots so you can hang out and watch the bike race the year i finally brought a pair of boots because i would always bring extra clothes because you know you're hanging out by the fire yeah. and you're all sweaty and you, you want to relax the year i finally brought boots to change into that was a game changer and that's when i <laughs> really started having fun yeah exactly <laughs> So speaking of the chili and all the good things, my favorite question to ask is what is your go-to pre-run food, post-race food? Like what is your, what do you like to eat before? And then also what do you like to celebrate with after you have a big accomplishment? Um, well, it depends on the distance, obviously. Good to know. Um, but so for, I mean, for a 5K, I mean, I would just eat whatever I, mm -hmm. what I ate. Um, but for when I'm running a big race, um, my my pre-race tends to be lately um, oatmeal. I've, I've kind of made this baked oatmeal that I can eat cold or warm or whatever. It travels mm -hmm. well. Um, but I can also do toast. I'm not so crazy about it, um, but it's usually some carbs with mm -hmm. some nut butter in there. So a little bit of protein and a whole bunch of carbs. Um, Afterwards, it really depends. For longer distances, I don't tend to have much of an appetite right after. Even though I may have been out there for 12 hours, I my stomach from being jostled for all that yeah. time. But um, but if it's a cold day, I love like a warm mocha. Like just and if it's a hot day, I love a cold mocha. Like that's the first <laughs> thing right. I want to go for is like a coffee chocolate uh -huh. thing, whether it's a smoothie or whether it's a hot drink. Um, and then I start to think about food. And okay. it and it varies. Do you yeah. think about food when you're out on the trails? Oh, I, trail running constantly. <laughs> I mean, the whole reason to run trails is the aid stations because I mean, in you know, in road marathons, you get a goo and mm -hmm. you get some Gatorade. Trail marathons, it's a whole nother world. The spread is so different. Yeah, potatoes, pickles, olives, peanut butter and jelly oh. sandwiches, grilled cheese, chicken <sighs> soup. It's, oh yeah. So which, you're, you know, you're thinking about what you want to eat at the next aid station. <laughs> what race has grilled cheese and how do I sign up? <laughs> Plenty of, you probably have to get to the 50K, but sometimes you get a trail marathon that has pretty good aid oh stations. But, oh yeah, yeah, we can talk. <laughs>
So tell us about being a chef and how it relates to your running. How do those two overlap? I mean, the baked oatmeal, I'm sure that's a recipe that you came up with or you tweaked a little bit. Um, yeah, how, how does how does that overlap? Two very important things in your life. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, well, I, part of it is that in order to run well, um, I need to eat well. So doesn't necessarily mean I need to cook well, but the fact that it is my job, I really try to feed myself well and educate others on how to feed themselves well, whether they're running or they're just living. Um, and the way the two intersect, um, most people know me as Healthy Chef Alley the runner. So I kind of feel like I'm both of yeah. those things. Yeah. And I enjoy it and I enjoy helping people improve their performance. Um, my new favorite thing <coughs> is making... Um, snacks that I can take with me on the run. Oh, okay. um, so I've been tweaking a bunch of different kind of like, I call them my little magic energy balls. And actually this past Sunday, the run, the run that we did for the Iceman, um, I packed this new little, it was like coffee and chocolate and dates oh, and wow. cocoa and Whoa. almond butter, little energy balls. And I was popping those and Boy, was that good fuel. That sounds delicious. So, so yeah, making making energy fuel, that's kind of my new favorite thing to do is just different flavors and, you know, real food. Yeah. Well, your so. passions definitely shine through. That's for <laughs> sure. We can all feel the good energy over here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think this is one thing, like, a lot of people, not just not just runners, but anybody, you know, we all know that, like, fitness goals kind of start in the kitchen. And uh, I've been talking to one of my coworkers lately. He's uh, going to start training for the Ironman mm-hmm. next year. And he's been trying to dial in his nutrition uh, and then workout schedule so he can kind of get his body into a good base so okay. he can like start. So, you know, are, are there any like tips that you might have for people wanting to improve their body fitness via the food they eat? Like where where would you start if you were just like so clueless, you know, you you didn't know where to start? And second follow-up question, mm-hmm. are there any apps that go along with that or is it all kind of just a method that you have there probably are a lot of apps i am not technologically uh savvy (laughs) and i bet there are some really good apps that you can do that with um for me it just gets back to eating real food and and learning just even basics of eating real food like what's one real food that like somebody could go out and find um, grains and Green. beans. Okay. So cooking up rice and beans, which is a super simple, mm-hmm. you know, cooking up some rice, opening a can of beans or cooking some beans and you have some good carbs, you have some good protein, add some vegetables to that. And there's so many varieties of beans. There's so many varieties of rice or mm-hmm. quinoa, um, g- different grains people can experiment with pastas. You can, pasta can be healthy. As long as you don't drown it in cheese and cream, mm-hmm. um, you can throw a <laughs> just like you can with any. Just don't drown it. Um, but you know, a lot of vegetables. I mean, pasta is a great, uh, great pre-race food. It's also a great recovery food, and depending okay. what you put into it. Um, but getting your body to eat more vegetables, mm-hmm. I just think I think everybody, whether they're an athlete or not, getting getting to eat more vegetables, not necessarily taking out you know, meat, if you eat meat, but just more vegetables in your body and your body's just going to be happier because that's where, that's where all the really powerful nutrients are is -hmm. is in vegetables. So the more you can add those into your diet and whole grains and beans, um, the more full you'll feel and the more satisfied you'll feel. Wow. 
that's a well than that. Are you gonna get in the kitchen now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm learning. So uh, this has been a an awesome interview. It's I've, been a pleasure. Thank I've, you yeah. so much. Now, uh, I mean, you have the floor right now. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the Traverse City Track Club membership? Um, yeah, um, I love being a member of the Traverse City Track Club. And I love trail running and I really encourage more track club members to come out to some of the trail runs. Christo has his once a month, third Thursday trail (laughs) runs. Um, I have a fun trail runner Facebook page that I try to encourage people to join in, post a day you want to run. Everybody can interact and just hit the trails more. It's just, it's a nice change. I'm not saying... People need to get off the roads, but it's a really nice change, and it'll actually help your road running. You'll you'll become a stronger road runner Very. if you want to, <laughs> and appreciate our, our area. Yeah, more. appreciate the, the beautiful area. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, will we see you uh, at Farmland or taking? You know, the... I think after talking ab- about it, you probably will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the fence, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, the beer and the chili and the, the hot chocolate after, uh, the maybe snow. Uh, yeah, and... the maybe snow. Uh, I, everybody, I call dibs on a beer with Allie. <laughs> so, well, this has been great. Uh, where can people find you? To because I, I know you do uh, a pretty good blog on Facebook. Yeah, or, I get, yeah. Um, so my Facebook page is Healthy Chef Alley. My Instagram's Healthy Chef Alley. Um, I also contribute to Michigan Runner Girl. I do um, a blog post, uh, blog post fairly regularly for her with recipes and tips and race reports and things like that. So you can find me on her page. Um, yeah, and you can find me at Wednesday Fun Runs <laughs> and Thursday, tra- uh, Thursday Trail Runs. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so, so much. Really yeah. appreciate you being here and contributing to this farmland special. And we look forward to chatting with you more in the future. Thanks, yeah. Allie, for Thanks. coming. Absolutely. Take care, everybody, and thanks for listening. episode. I was really excited to hear that. I missed the recording of that one. So what what a great conversation. And um, as a new trail runner myself, I definitely consider myself on newer and less experienced on the trails. That will be very helpful going forward. Uh, I definitely need all the running tips I can get when it comes to the trails. I really appreciated how she talked about taking it slower. It's not going to be the same pace as on the road. I mean, you got to watch the trees and the roots, but just to also appreciate the beauty. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and she even got into uh, her injury a little bit, which was, uh, you know, kind of amazing how she came back. Uh, she had an eye injury and kind of came back full circle, and she's probably you know running you know her her best life right now. So yeah, a lot of resilience through that. Yeah, so it's it's so cool to hear that story of how she you know came back and is uh, running and still making great food for all all of us in the Traverse City community. And she just. Uh, if you're ever at a run club with her or just get to spend a few moments with her, you're going to have a smile on your face the whole time. So, uh, Chef Allie, thank you again for that interview. We really appreciated it. And just know that you're uh, you're one of the cool people we uh, think about, you know, when it comes to track clubs. So. Thank you, Allie. We really appreciate it. You're a true asset to the community. So is everybody ready for this next one?
I don't know. Everybody get your bike helmets. Get your yeah, bike helmets. Put your orange face paint on. <laughs> put blue under your eyes yeah. and get ready. We are going to interview Ty Schmidt, who is pretty much the head of Norte. Yeah, executive director. Executive director. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they do a ton of cool things. They do the bike valet that you might see at the farmer's market. Um, they do like bike to school days where they make sure kids learn how to ride bikes and learn how to ride safely. Advocating uh, yeah. for yeah. sidewalks where there aren't sidewalks yeah. so the kids can get to the school safely and we can get around town safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I know even our families benefited from the programs. Our son has been doing the balanced bike, um, Estrella's meetups, and he absolutely loves that, loves the community that Norte's created. And I'm excited. It looks like the programs continue. They have bike camps in the summer and race team as the kids get older. So it just looks like a really amazing community to develop biking. But specific to this, I'm really excited for to share this episode because as a runner who sometimes uh, – you know, Twilight's as a mountain biker. I crush it as a mountain biker. Truth. <laughs> Give it a try sometimes. Sometimes I crush myself in the mountain biking. <laughs> but um, it was great to hear some tips for uh, the runners who may want to try the mountain biking out at the farmland. Uh, I've done that a couple times doing the one-two punch of the run then bike. And I think Ty brought in a lot of great um, tips and a lot of great info into what to do, how to approach it. And some of the fun that farmland can bring when you take it from the bike angle. Quick, quick side side note. So if you run, bike, and then maybe do a snow angel in the snow, can you call it a triathlon? I'm going to say yes. Let's <laughs> say it right now. Hard <laughs> if yes. There's, if there's snow this <laughs> <Yes>. year. <laughs> there we go. Maybe yeah. it can be the new farmland triathlon. Got to do, do a couple snow angels afterward if you do all, all, both of them. Yes. Perfect. So I don't know about uh, you two, but I'm a fanboy of this guy. So <laughs> without further ado, Trish Ty Schmidt. here today with Ty Schmidt, co-founder and executive director of Norte, Ooh. a youth cycling nonprofit organization. We're going to discuss the farmland bike race. Welcome to the run around time. Run around town, Ty. Thanks, well, Jess. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the clubhouse. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. On location. Yes. On location. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go off some of those jumps outside. Yes. <laughs> always always you always have time to send it. Maybe just running. <laughs> <laughs> So while the Track Club focuses on running and walking, our club also hosts an annual bike race at the Farmland 5K and Free For All event on Saturday, December 7th. But to start off, we'd like to ask you a bit about your personal story with cycling, such as what role has cycling played in your life? And was there someone or something that inspired you to start Norte? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like a lot of us, I think we all grew up where bikes were our freedom and our, and our opportunity to get out of the house and explore with friends. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing. I grew up in a small town in Manitoba and I have fond memories of just cruising on my bike. And, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, I lose it a little bit in high school when I get my driver's license, but quickly come back to bikes in college and mm-hmm. uh, moving to Tucson, Arizona right after, after school was really what hooked hooked me in, in, in just not only racing, but, but commuting and getting to work because it was uh, cheap and yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a frugal guy and I'm like, why spend money in a car when I can do it for free? And you can see the city better. Way better. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then moving up here uh, to Traverse City in 06 and just seeing the, the car lines wrapped around every single neighborhood school was, you know, kind of bothered me a bit. So I decided to do something about it. And, and that's how Norte started. You know, in, mm-hmm. in 13, with this idea of connecting kids to neighborhood schools from neighborhoods via bike trains. And um, 
And now, you know, we're doing much more than that, you know, walk bike advocacy and youth leadership and uh, everything in between. I mean, it's a fantastic organization and it's even cool to see you guys at the local farmer's market being able to like do a bike check. Yeah. I love the bike check. Yeah. Love the bike check. And that's how, you know, that was something we presented to the DDA right when we started because it's, you know, being in the community where people see you. Uh, was important at the beginning to get some name recognition. Like, who's Northy? What are these guys doing? But, you know, yeah. the bike valet was a good introduction. Now we do it at the right. Cherry Fest and other other local events. Yeah, and that really helps to make um, the biking more accessible for folks. I know that when I know that there's going to be a bike valet, it helps me to mm-hmm. actually have it in presence of mind to bike instead of drive or, right. you know, come by other means. So it really is a helpful way to, you know, promote the biking in the community. Yeah, we, we just make it easy, free, convenient, fast, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just another reason to go by bike. Mm-hmm. I can buy more at the Farmer's market if I don't have to lug around my bike chain with me. That's right. So are you typically on a road bike or a mountain bike or big wheel or I do it I do I try to ride as many different bicycles as possible. (laughs) Uh, the more bikes you ride the better, I think. So I I used to race competitively on on the road and the mountain bike um, primarily and I and I still continue to do both. I still you know this place is a phenomenal place to to ride in the woods or out yeah. in the county, uh, and we're lucky to lucky to have that. Well, I still hope to take you up one day on getting me more comfortable on the roads because yeah. I am terrified to ride on the streets. Yeah, here, so. well, and likely so. You know, and I think yeah. with that distracted driving and uh, more and more cars, it's. It, I think that's a normal. I, I would be worried if you weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. uh, a little nervous about that. But that's Norte's role is trying to really make you know people on bikes. Um, more visible and so drivers expect to see us out there so yeah definitely so transitioning to the farmland uh, bike race mm-hmm. can you describe the course and maybe any unique parts of the course something different in comparison to some of the other local races i just love that race i mean it's really like the locals race i think you know it's you know after iceman this big mammoth thing you know we get deer season in between and then December <laughs> one you know it's it and i love it i think it's like one of the it's a huge value for the buck you know everyone's out there and it keeps me motivated in training um to stay fit after, after iceman but it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward course. It's like grass racing, full gas from the start, four turns, a, a hill in between, and some, <laughs> some, some hay Just bells. Just a small hill, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, as long as you keep taking it with momentum, it's it's not so bad. But We, we actually just talked to uh, Louis Ratio mm-hmm. about that hill, and he's like, should I keep it in? Is it safe? And he's like, yeah. people figure it out. I think, you, yeah, you got to keep it in. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and But it's something that, um, you know... I don't know if it's been five years maybe since I've been doing it. I did win a chicken one year and that was like, that was like my big, uh, (laughs) you know, that was my big uh, moment there. Awesome. So I know that you mentioned that you've raced before and I know a lot of races that I've seen in the past, um, mountain bike races typically consist of longer loops that you do two, three, maybe four times. So what is the dynamic with doing two mile loops six times? Is there any racing strategy that goes into that? I think that like most mountain bike races and and running races you know the beginning is is critical so it's full gas off the start line and, and five ten minutes in deep anaerobia to to make that lead selection and i i love the short track racing because it's so spectator friendly yeah. you know it's fun mm-hmm. to go through the the garden there and everyone's cheering uh so i think that's special there's not many many races that you get to do that yeah, not only for the spectators, but I know when I've done that race in the past, that's always my low motivation. I'll just be at the point where I'm like, oh man, another lap, and then I go through and everyone's uh-huh. cheering, everyone's already got their beverage and their suit, and I'm like, all right, I just gotta keep going until I can get there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's I think it's cool. Very similar to cyclocross racing, and, and that's what Traverse City really doesn't do that well, so Farmland yeah. fills that gap nicely. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving away from strategy, do you have any good Farmland stories to share? Do you have any rivals, epic battles? 
crazy yeah. weather. I think that I think my funnest memory is when when I won the chicken and the chicken is the combo, so the fastest five k and and bike race. And I remember duking it out with Sunset and um, Steve Andrees. And it's funny because you want to you know who the bikers are on the run, you know who they are, uh-huh. and and you know you want to put some, I wanted to put some time into them, so I just suffer you know on the on the run portion and. And then just try to hang on for dear life. So it's it's fun like that. I remember Hans Voss from Groundwork passing him like three times, and I always gave him for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I love he's it. He's a good that, spirit. He's a great spirit, <laughs> and it's and that's what I love about it. It's it's all abilities just getting out there and in, embracing the weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely know one of my rivals at this race. It's Ty <laughs> Schmidt on the run. <laughs> he beats me every year. Wait, the biker beats the runner. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know it. He's. He's a fast runner and bike. bike. So it's also costume race. Mm-hmm. Do you ever dress up? I don't, Do you have you know, any favorites? I don't, but I, I see I see what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that. <laughs> and I love that they do it. Yes, and it makes yes. it fun. Um, I'm not really the kind of dress up guy, um, but I, again, I, I appreciate them doing it. You don't remember the chicken guy at the Frozen Foot race? Mm-hmm. I appreciate, oh, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that guy yep. and everybody else who dresses up and, and waddles mm-hmm. through 5K. Matt Nestor, go. he crushed it. Matt Nestor runs it and wins it in the chicken suit. He had a yeah. most, that, and then last yeah. year, didn't he have a like a three-piece suit? With the chicken head. With the chicken head. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I remember a suit walker like, running past me and being like, oh no, I'm being passed by a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> he also has a mullet right now too, which is very good it's looking a, on it's him. It's very good. <laughs> real good flow. Real good flow. <laughs> So we always see great representation of the Norte uh, youth cycling team and members at mm-hmm. races, uh, specifically for farmland. Are there any tips that you try to give your youth racers? I, I think like any race? any race is one to just have fun, uh, you mm-hmm. know, two to, to be courteous and kind out there and, and to not be a jerk and, and three to remember that it's race and to suffer and embrace <laughs> that and, uh, and yeah. to leave it all out there. And a lot of these kids are, are new to the sport and, um, I think it's, you know, it's a, just a welcoming introduction uh, to bike racing. It's, you know, the stakes are low. It's everyone's having a good time. You know, it's six laps. And I, I, I there were some nine, 10 year olds doing it out there for wow. for six laps. So that's pretty cool. That's Absolutely. amazing. What an accomplishment yeah. and a sense of pride that they can have after completing something like that. Yeah, especially because you can quit at any time. Yeah. Every lap. So that takes <laughs> it a little. give you a little, like, yeah, a like little you get, break. You know, they're, little... they're tough and they stick to it, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, so, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to share with a runner who would like to try the bike race but doesn't have a lot of cycling experience or bike racing experience? Yeah, and I hope to see lots more doing the combo. I think it's mm-hmm. something that uh, you see lots of uh, bikers. Cr- I mean, I'm in air quotes, you know, bikers crossing over yeah. to running, but I think the same can go through. And, I, and I, again, you don't need a fancy bike. You don't need fancy gear. Uh, you know, I, I do think it helps to, to get out there and practice a little bit and make sure you know how to drive your bike. Sure. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's just the motor and the lungs and the legs and just, just keep pushing. But I'd say if you had only a skinny tire road bike, this might Bad not idea. be the Go with your mountain bike. You know, it's, it's, you know, that's usually what wins it every year is just a straight up mountain bike. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I've ridden the farmland bike race several times, and I've got to admit, my fingers and toes always freeze. Mm-hmm. So what's the biker's inside scoop for keeping hands and feet warm during those cold December rides? Yeah, good question. <laughs> you know, and I and I, I, I double up on my socks. 
Okay. And, and, and then I've I, not done that. Yeah, I double up on <laughs> socks and I and I wear shoe covers and you know forty dollars shoe covers. Mm-hmm. Are uh, they neoprene kind? Of yeah. Seen a yeah. Okay. Neoprene cool. kind. They zip up in the back and that's a, that's a solid investment. And then like anything else, making sure your core is warm. You know, when your core is warm, your your extremities can stay warm. And I have like Renaud's and cold hands issues, so I like wear right. I wear like lobster type gloves so my okay. fingers, yeah. fingers can be together. Mm-hmm. Lots of circulation there. Mm-hmm. So we are still a running podcast, and after all this bike talk, we aren't going to let you get off uh, the hook that easily. We see you at several racing and track club events, as Jeff has pointed out. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's your running story? Yeah, well, when I moved to Traverse City, I like fell in love with the track club, and I that's before I even got into bikes here. I would uh, I did the summer running series uh, and, and did that, but when I got out of school, I was like out of shape and... And I'm like, I'm going to start training for a marathon. And I just suffered cool. through this Tucson marathon, like four hours and 30 oh, minutes, which wow. is disgusting. And then, <laughs> But that was motivating. So I, I, I got better and qualified for Boston. And, wow. Um, but I, I, and I still think running is, and I'm, I love it. I don't know. It's simple. It's quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, um, you, you know, you don't need fancy gear and a bike and a helmet and shoes and all this stuff, you know. So I, I, I run still every morning. Yeah, that's actually kind of reminds me of something my um, cross-country coach, Karen Kurt, who's also a track club member, um, she always used to tell us, you know, running's just the accessible thing. She used to travel a lot, um, lived in different countries, and it was one of those, all you need is, you know, some clothes that are comfortable and a pair of shoes. So yeah. you can throw it in a suitcase, put it in your backpack. It's mm-hmm. a good, quick and easy, simple way, like you were saying. Yeah, and to see and to see places. You know, you, you can still go. And I love running when I'm traveling, just to run around, just randomly taking streets and figuring out where I am and running through parks. And um, I don't know. My running, I feel like I've, I still got some competitiveness in me. I'm still trying to figure out what's next. Uh, I see, like, what Tony Anderson is doing with Marathon for Kids, and I'm, like, his last race is in – in May in, in, in Ohio, uh-huh. in Cincinnati, and I'm like, well, maybe I should do that with them, but um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's something that I, I still like it, and, and I still feel like it, I want to be competitive. Right. Yeah. What are your future goals for running? Is there anything that, like, like that top that you really want to achieve? I, that I, I, you know, I wonder if I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I've been under 35 minutes in the 10K, and I've been under 120 in the half. I've been under three in the marathon, and I feel like I, I could maybe still have a Boston qualifying time in me if I mm-hmm. worked at it, you know. Uh-huh. But as I get older, I just feel like I don't know, my motivation's lacking. But then again, I see guys like, like, like Tony, like Rose Coleman, just showing up and busting yeah. their butt off, right. and like, yeah. why can't I also? You know, have you a little still dedication. got a PR in you. That, <laughs> that, that Kachobi guy with 34. I mean, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. You just got to start showing up to track club. I know. It. <laughs> and, I, and I love, and I'll just say, I love what the track club's doing. I love the social aspect of it, the community aspect, the welcoming to beginners, the fun runs. Uh, and, and I see what you guys are doing, and I think it's admirable. You know, and I think like that's what's been missing a lot here in this town is we do racing really well and competitiveness in this really well, but just getting people outside mm-hmm. and being active. Yeah. Uh, and I think our, our two groups like complement each other. Some of my favorite fun runs have always been when a Norte bike ride is passing by us and everybody's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Are they going to be cool? And it's like... Just high five. It's like, hey, yeah, we're, here. we're all here having fun. It's like, we're all sharing the trails. Yeah. It's so, yeah. 
So uh, Norte also has its own podcast titled This Clubhouse Life. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that and where yeah. our listeners might be able to hear yeah, it? Yeah, so that's our, we started it was uh, four episodes, mostly to just see an inner delve into what happens into this small but mighty clubhouse here at the Grand Traverse Civic Center and get mm-hmm. to know the staff a little bit and figure out what you know happens behind the scenes. Because you know, sometimes we get this picture of what working for a nonprofit is, and I think sometimes that isn't quite accurate because it's... It's not all fun and games um, mm-hmm. some, sometimes, you know. So uh, this Clubhouse Life can be found on our website at allgrupponorte.org. And, and this this podcast has inspired me to get a new episode up. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, good. Yeah, we can't wait to hear that. Mm-hmm. All right. So what, most importantly, these are always my favorite questions. What is your favorite food after this epic battle at Farmland? What is it that you crave after a long bike ride, a really hard, challenging ride? What is it that you you reach for? You know, and I wish it was something like healthy and great, but it's always like the chocolate chip cookie <laughs> and a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and I and I I think it's my, my sweet tooth is my downfall a little bit. Um, but at Farmland, I mean, they got great cornbread and chili, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and the beer doesn't doesn't hurt either. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but I, I I you know I bonk often. I was just out training for Iceman and coming home and just devouring chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Probably not the best advice out there, but I do like it. So what do you use for fuel when you're when you're racing? I you know I do something a little bit uh, unconventional. I just like put uh, peanut butter and jellies in Ziploc bags and stuff oh, yeah. them in my jersey. Yeah. Do you like cut them up in like, eat, little squares? You no, know, I just jam it right into like fully into, <laughs> my, into my jerseys. Awesome. And um, again, because I don't know, I just I'm a fan of eating food. Um, and mm-hmm. no offense to gels or hammers or yeah, whatever sure, but yeah. I, I like eating food also because i'm cheap and um it's pretty um yummy too, and it, so. it sits well it's something that you're used to and yeah and yeah. with a sandwich in your pocket you can go you can do whatever you, you want to do yeah, yeah right are you sure your next goal running goal isn't an ultra marathon because that sounds like ultra marathon fuel yeah, exactly. there, right? <laughs> yeah. that sounds like what i hear all the ultra marathons saying they eat peanut Just butter jelly peanut sandwiches yep. in your pocket <laughs> Yeah. Well, first, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think those guys are crazy. You two included over here. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But it's, I love that. I love that. I, I, I just love people who take on uh, challenges like that. You know, ultras. I just find it nuts. But it's, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. I, it's inspiring yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ty, we're really happy to have you here on the podcast. Is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners? Anything you want to say to our group? Well, I just, I think, I think the track club is doing phenomenal things again, and I'm a proud uh, member, and I think it's the best deal in town. And <laughs> all of our staff and board members and volunteers to become members, regardless if they run or not. I think the good that the track club has done in this town. I think you guys do a good job of telling that story, but I think it's it's worth reminding people like you've invested a lot into this town over over the 20 plus years right i mean you've been at this a long time or more i don't know but anyways i think it's it's inspiring what you do it it, you know it makes this amazing place we call home even better and um you know we're just glad to be a part of it and i think like there's some sort of trail or something uh happening here at the civic center we walked around it yesterday look for the pink flags yeah and i think we're doing Mm -hmm. something at the wheelhouse on thursday or something yeah yep so i think there'll be um this podcast will probably come out after but we're starting to get a um a trail around the civic center that'll be a footpath that shadows the um paved path so when people want to be running but don't want to be running on the pavement or the pavement all the time i love that idea yeah a little different terrain for you Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome jeff and i walked it last night and Mm -hmm. we 
wave through some trees and you'd, it's it's nice it's better on the joints and cool. just cool. a little bit more Looking a little bit more fun yeah, change once, up your loop once it gets a little bit more established people will stop looking at us a little bit funny because <laughs> we <did look laughs> we're weird like in just like woods. walking in like this like little uh, grass cut area and here we're like there's a trail right there man no, <laughs> what a great idea you know I, and i think this this trail this path gets so much use like mm-hmm. i mean people walk mm-hmm. this thing like all the time and I, and I enjoy running around I don't know why I just turn your my brain off so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, just don't have to deal with cars so I'm looking forward yeah. to this this path thanks for making it happen it's a staple and yeah. a lot of our routines mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so we can't wait to cheer on all the orange and all the Norte at farmland mm-hmm. um, so if folks would like to learn more about Norte where can they go well this the website elgrupo.norte.org it is Spanish and we can talk about why we use Spanish <laughs> later uh, but we're also on all the social medias uh, that's a good place to find info too all right. Well, thank you so much, Ty. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We've had a great time here on the run around town, and we're really excited about seeing you and all the Norte folks at the Farmland Bike Race and 5K. Can't wait. Thank you. Thanks all for right. having us in the hey, clubhouse. Thanks, Ty. All, all right. right. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. If you're a runner and you've been thinking about jumping on the bike, I think you just got a lot of great information there. We hope we see a lot of runners and bikers um, and people trying to do both (laughs) out at the farmland coming up soon. So as a reminder, the farmland is on Saturday, December 7th. Registration is open. There's links on the TC Track Club page that take you to a run sign up. If you're a 2019 member, you will get a discount automatically through run sign up. And the races start, um, the 5K is at noon, and then the bike is at 1 p.m. So pro tip, make sure you bring a change of clothes. Bringing a fresh pair of boots was a game changer for me. Even if there isn't snow on the ground, get those feet warm. Bring some sweatpants, throw over your running gear, change of shirt. Girls, you got to change that sweaty sports bra, get some dry clothes on. And uh, yeah, dress warm so you can hang out and party after. Yeah, I think that was my mistake. The first year I showed up, did the run, did the bike, and then I was freezing and didn't enjoy my beer as much. So (laughs) make sure you bring a change of clothes and there's a great um, community atmosphere afterwards, some bonfires to warm up with, but definitely bring those parkas and boots. And if you don't think that you can do the race, but still want to enjoy the festivities and hang out and, you know, kind of be part of all the excitement, there are still volunteer opportunities available. Uh, the way you're going to find out about those is going to tctrackclub.com, and uh, we have a volunteers page, so you can kind of sign up like you would any other general race. So it's going to be a great time. All three of us will be there. Hopefully, we might even have a microphone. We can snap a couple uh, interviews up and uh, for future episodes, so we're super excited about it. Uh, yeah. Hey. And we also hope that you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I believe this will be coming out probably pretty close to Thanksgiving. So hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we look forward to continuing this podcast after that. Yeah. And uh, as we always say, we would love to hear you guys' feedback. You know, we we think we're rocking it, but, you know, we, <laughs> we would love to hear what you guys think of it. Uh, a few people have come up at uh, Fun Runs and said some very nice things. But please feel free to email us at social at tctrackclub.com. Yeah, we really appreciate it. This, is, for me, I'll get real honest, is not my strong point. I'm not a big fan of talking um, to large groups of people, even if it's hiding behind a microphone and computer screen. But we really appreciate your input. We're trying our best, and uh, we're learning as we go. And if you've got tips, if you've got advice, things you like, 
We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Actually, actually, full full disclosure on this whole podcast, I just wanted to get better at public speaking. So I, uh, <laughs> I said, hey, Kayla and Jesse, you want to start a pod- podcast? So, you know, you hear me stumble, stumbling over my words constantly. It's just me trying to get better at public speaking, but also trying to bring the great word of uh, the Traverse City Track Club to life. So we have a lot of fun doing this and hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you. And thank you to our interviewers. Yes, thank you so much to Allie and Ty. And as always, happy happy running. running. The Run Around Town is a Traverse City Track Club production. The Run Around Town is produced by Jeff Hauser with Chief Running Souls Kayla Six and Jesse Hauser. The views and opinions expressed on the Runaround Town podcast are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or positions of the Traverse City Trap Club. The music track is credited to Summer Nights by Liquid, freestockmusic.com, Creative Commons Attribution 3.0, Unported License. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and pretty much anywhere else podcasts are available. Plus, get all your Traverse City Track Club information at tctrackclub.com. And always remember to just run for the fun of it.